he's got to be out there starting. And I know a lot of NBA players have talked about this in the past. Is like it means something to those guys to start. It means something around the league. It may not mean something to fans, but it means something to start in games. And so for for Carter, I think just having a coach believe in him. And again, I think it goes back to he's one of the biggest. He's one of the biggest proponents of this is getting down on himself, especially early. I can relate to that. I get down on myself when I'm not. I'm a perfectionist. So if I get down on myself because I make a mistake or two, it happens. And I understand that. So I, I have empathy for Carter in that. Good for him, though, in Portland and in, in Sacramento yesterday. I thought he had two great games where he was battling. He wasn't getting down on himself. And when he was missing shots, too, he was getting back on defense and contributing in other ways. So for Carter... He's got he's got to start, even if he's not the long term center here for Chicago. And I don't know about any of these guys long term. I don't know what their future is anyway. So just let Carter get out there and play. That's been the biggest heart that we had last year was like we didn't see any of the core guys play at all. And now that we're seeing Carter play, people are yelling for Gafford to start. I just I think people are overreacting a little bit just from what they're seeing. And that might just not that just might be from not seeing basketball in 10 months. So for me, I think just watch Carter grow and let him develop throughout the season. He's not going to be the same player he is in game seven. that he's going to be in in game 47 this season. I can promise you that. And a lot of that has to do with Billy Donovan. And listen, you mentioned this player, and also you talk about last night's game. Uh, Kobe White went off with 36 points and seven assists. It was a career high for him. For him. But what do you think about his play? And I just don't mean the scoring, but the, the playmaking side. I, I like the fact that they're they're putting all their apples in that cart to find out who he is. But do you think necessarily it's going to come to fruition that he can be the long-time answer as a lead guard slash facilitator? I don't, I'm not ready to answer that question until after the season's over. And I even I've told people I'm locked on Bulls too. And I said, even if he isn't the point guard of the future, that doesn't mean it's necessarily a bad thing. Kobe can pick up skills and can pick up experiences throughout the season of being the main point guard that he can carry with him throughout the rest of his career, even if he becomes the two guard on this team or a different team down in the future. He's been good in spots. He's been really, really good in spots. He's making a lot of mistakes, too, but that has to be. It has to be understood for a guy that's 20 years old. Same thing with Carter and same thing with marketing. These guys are on 21, 22, 20 years old. Throw Patrick Williams in there, too. These guys are going to make a ton of mistakes, and it's going to happen in the first few years of the season. I think Kobe putting his teammates in spots to to succeed, having guys like Mo Cheeks on the bench to be able to walk through every single game and even in game and telling him, Hey, here's what you did really well tonight. And Hey, here's what you need to improve. And he's even said that in preseason. He's like, Mo Chiefs is going to tell it like it is. He's going to tell me if I played like crap and he's going to tell me what I did well. So I think for Kobe, I don't know if he's going to be the long-term option, the long-term playmaking point guard that everybody's hoping he will be, but he's he's certainly proved that he can develop and work on that. Check out the, the Trailblazers game, and like you had mentioned, his career-high assist against the, against the Kings yesterday. Granted, De'Aaron Fox was out after the first quarter, but still, good for Kobe. Keep stacking these games. Listen, mentioning Darren Fox, one thing that I, I want to talk about, too, and we know it's a point guard-heavy league, so you're going to get that business every night, but what are your thoughts on Kobe defensively? Because sometimes that's one of my concerns, but also, like I said, it's a point guard-heavy league, so you're going to get freaked. Most of the great point guards in this league aren't necessarily great defenders, but do you see uh, any traits that makes you think that perhaps, I want to say, say he'll be great, but be a dependable defender on a position that's so strong in the NBA today. 
I don't think he's going to be a world beater of a defender, and that's just because of his size. But I think he's got sneaky. He's got his sneaky athleticism the same way Zach Levine has sneaky athleticism. Needs to be used on the defensive side and pick and choose those spots too, right? Look at Zach against Portland. What was it two days ago? Mm-hmm. He made a bad pass on a ball that was on a fast break. He chased it down and blocked it and stuffed it and caused that fast break not to score. Like little instances like that where Zach and Kobe can say, hey, I can beat that guy down the floor and let me try to make a play on this. Those are the types of things that I think Kobe can be really, really successful at. I don't need him to stop a James Harden, a deer and Fox, a Victor Oladipo from, from scoring 20 a night. Those guys are going to get their points no matter what. I just need him to be in spots to where guys like those, the like Harden, they're not dropping 50 on you a night. That's when there's true weakness, and it's to the point where guys can't stay on the floor. You saw it last night in the Sacramento game. Sacramento won because they took advantage of beating the Bulls' two weakest defenders on the floor. They ran a play where they had Zach Levine and Kobe White bunched up in the corner with Barnes and Halliburton. A pick came over. Kobe didn't really know where he was supposed to be, and then before he knew it, he realized Halliburton's wide open in the corner. He tried to come back and help. Before that, it was too late. So teams are going to take advantage of that. I think it's Kobe watching what he's doing on defense and trying to not to eliminate those mistakes from happening. But anybody that's looking for Kobe White to be like an all-world defender, it's just not going to happen. If for him, I just want him to find spots in which he can be successful and use his sneaky athleticism to make some of those plays. But again, just avoid Damian Lillard, James Harden, the big stars from scoring 40, 50, 60 a night. And I think he will do that over time. Look, you mentioned Zach Levine, and he's to me one thing that stands out this season is he's been doing really well with keeping the ball in front of him as an individual defender. Uh, what are some of the pros and cons? And it's early, I know it's a small sample size that you've seen from Zach uh, as far as this season so far. Man, he is he's doing everything he can to prove to people that he's not just a scorer. He's doing everything he can to try to get this team to learn how to win too. I don't know what that says about his future for Chicago, but he's doing everything in his power to make it proven. Hey, I don't care about what the future is holding right now. I'm doing what I can with this team right here. Perfect example was that chase down block that he had after a bad turnover. Not scoring in the first quarter, not scoring in the first 15 minutes of that Portland game was insane. Uh, Adam Amin brought up a great stat where it was like 44 straight games. Zach Levine had at least one bucket or at least one point in that first quarter. That streak was broken because Zach was facilitating for literally everybody else in that first quarter. It's great on him, and it's. I think Billy Donovan is going to be excellent for him, excellent for him in his development and understanding that, hey, maybe he needs somebody to push him a little bit farther. Like, Zach is already the star on this team. To get to that next level, he needs somebody else besides maybe a player to push him and say, if you want to get to that, if you want to get to that James Harden level, if you want to get to that LeBron level of superstar where you're actually respected, you got to come in day in and day out and fight. And Garrett Temple said the same thing. And Garrett Temple's been around a lot of all-stars in his career. So guys like that motivating Zach to take it to the next level, I think is already proven to show in these first eight games of the season. Zach, for me, 
Continue to facilitate. Don't think that you have to do everything. Rely on your teammates and trust your teammates. And he's doing that. He is trusting his teammates more than ever. And I think he realizes that he doesn't need to go out there and score 45 for the Bulls to hang around. He can do that when they need that on nights, but he doesn't necessarily need to do that in order for this team to be successful. And I think he's putting people on notice, too. And I hope with more... uh, more of these battling games like they had against Sacramento, more of these pulled-off 20-point comebacks against the Trailblazers, people are definitely going to start to notice. So I'm a huge Zach Levine fan, and I hope he doesn't leave. But I know what the future holds. I know what the reality is, and he wants to win now. I know where he's at with his career. I just, for whatever it is, I hope we can get the best out of him as long as he's here, and I'd love for him to stay. That David show right now with Jordan Malley. Follow him at Jordan C. Malley, uh, one of the hosts of a Locked On Bulls. Uh, listen, I want to talk about Billy Donovan. One, his lineups from the start lineup to the closing five, but coaching in this totality, what have your thoughts been on Billy Donovan in this short season? It's funny because he's so, even Stacy and, and Adam brought it up in the broadcast, he's so temperamental and he's so calm, cool, collected, even when the Bulls get down 20. I think that just shows improvement and it shows it shows two different styles of coaching, one that works and one that doesn't. The one that doesn't was the one that we saw last year, mm-hmm. and it's the screaming and the yelling. And that type of mentality can work in places. It can work in college. It can work for younger players. But when you get to the NBA, especially now, the NBA is so different than it was five years ago, let alone 10 years ago, let alone 20 years ago. Billy understands. I think he knows how to handle young talent. He knows how, and he's learned from his experience of of working with Chris Paul to Bradley Beal in college. He's done really, really well, and I think he understands that too. And, you know, we don't need a guy jumping up and down on the sidelines when the Bulls miss assignment and give up an open three or calling a timeout to rip out your five starters. All of those little things, I think, are adding up. Not only that, but he's just loaded with positivity too. You hear him even after the Bulls get dumped on by the Bucks. He's motivating guys in a positive way. Everything everything he says, even with critiques, is coming with good intention. And I think that is awesome for a young Bulls team who's trying to find their identity and has probably the lowest confidence overall as a team collectively out of the 30 NBA teams coming into this season. So Donovan has been fantastic. I know people have some questions about his rotations and his lineups. It's just telling me through the first eight games that he's looking at every single lineup, every single player on this team, every which way to find out what's going to be useful, what's going to be not. And hey, he tried that fad at the five lineup that everybody was like, what the hell is he doing? And it worked. It worked. The Bulls ended up coming back and beating the Trailblazers by t- after down 20 because of that. So I love the fact that he's trying new things. He's trying to find guys... He's trying to find a put guys in the best position to win and best position to succeed themselves. Another case in point is Denzel Valentine. He's been put in, in these weird spots for three, four, five, six minutes at a time. He's not might not be scoring. He might not be doing things that are st- stuffing the staff box, but he's doing the little things like hands and passing lanes, good passes, getting guys in the right positions. He's getting all of this out of every single player, and I think it's only going to continue to grow. So I'm a big fan of what Billy Donovan has done so far, and it's not going to flip overnight. He's got plenty of time to work through all of this stuff, but I don't know. How do you feel about him? I I felt like he's done a really great job this year so far. 